As part of Ferrari Fridays, William Ross from the Exotic Car Marketplace will be discussing all things Ferrari and interviewing people that live and breathe the Ferrari brand. Topics range from road cars to racing, drivers to owners, as well as auctions, private sales, and trends in the collector market. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ferrari Marketplace. Uh, I am your host, William. Hey, I just want to give a shout out to everyone that's been downloading these uh, first three episodes. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and just kind of for more background, uh, you can ask on Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere. Just look up the Ferrari Marketplace. You'll have it out there. I said I got the YouTube channel. Uh, that's up. There's a couple of really quick, small ones. I don't know if they call those shorts on uh, YouTube also or not, or reels or whatever the hell it is, or that's Instagram. I don't know. But anyways, if you um, want to check out a couple of other things, you know, go to those and check them out. I got tons of photos and everything. He picks. Uh, posted and coming up, I got a, some great things I'm attending uh, this coming up next weekend over uh, it over out in LA uh, at the Peterson Museum regarding Ferrari. Uh, there's some awesome events. We're going to go see a couple of uh, private collections. We go get to see uh, go to Bruce Meyer's private collection, which is going to be awesome. I have no idea who this other person is. They really haven't stated who this uh, mysterious first person is that we get to go see uh, their collection but i'm assuming it's in that area i don't know maybe it's david lee um you know i love to see his collection that'd be awesome i know he just got himself a la ferrara apparetta uh that took a little bit of coaxing and whatnot to get i know there was a big uh, dust up in regards to that la times article that was done where they uh, took everything basically out of context from david and basically made it state that you know that he was getting screwed by Ferrari and it really really did not sit well with Ferrari and he basically was in the Ferrari doghouse for a couple years uh, but he got everything smoothed over thank God so he was able to actually just recently get his hands on his apparatus so God good for him right awesome added that collection he's got the the holy trinity or whatever you want to call that uh, of him so you know the, he's got the Tweety GTO the the uh, F40, F50, the Enzo, and the LaFerrari. So he's got himself quite a collection. I believe he's got a few other ones too. I'm not quite sure, but you know, kudos to him. And he's actually you know, in the industry of uh, dealing in watches. I don't know if that's exclusive or if he's got other things. I'm sure he's probably got other things. But, I mean, the watch business must be very, very good because he's got some beautiful cars. But, anyways, kind of what I want to get back to now uh, talking about uh, this episode today is I want to talk about the Cavalino Classic. Uh, a few weeks ago, I had the privilege of being able to attend it, and that was the first time I was able to go. And I want to say this, I highly recommend going. If you have the time to do it or whatnot, I mean, I, I will say this, it, it's not cheap. Tickets are about $300 a piece. Um, but I will say this is well worth it, well worth it to go. Now, I was only went on the one day that they had the actual – I guess you'd say concours for it. Now they do have multiple, you know, other day events going on. They have some at the track. They also do a tour rally event on one thing. But now to kind of get involved in those, you either got to know someone that has a car that's in it, or you got to spend about five grand or whatever it is to enter your car to be able to participate in a lot of these events. So, and obviously the people that own a lot of these cars have the means and the wherewithal to uh, make that happen. Um, I am not in that boat. Uh, I'm working at getting there, trying to go to it. I'm trying to, I'm eyeing myself up, actually, hopefully going to look at it this week, is take a peek at my uh, 2003 uh, F360 uh, convertible manual six-speed. I've been trying to hunt down a manual six-speed, and, and, and coincidentally enough, there's actually one that's about an 
oh, I don't know, 45 minutes away from here, maybe not that quite, um, that is for sale. So I'm going to go take a peek at that. I really don't want a convertible. I'd rather have the hard top, but what can you do? You know, beggars can't be choosers. But I was also going to take a look around when I get out in L.A. next weekend and see if maybe there's something out there I can hunt down. But I don't know. have to see if I can even make it happen. First of all, even that's a bit of an expensive endeavor. But, hey, what the heck, right? You only live once. Why not? But anyways, get back to the Cavallino. Like I said, you know, they have multiple, it's a multiple day event that happens. It's down at the Breakers Hotel, obviously right there, Mar-a-Lago, whatever you want to call all that jazz that, you know, our former Trump uh, <laughs> president, he was, you know, resides at currently. But um, I got I to say this, the Hotel Breakers is absolutely gorgeous. And that's kind of one of the cool things, because when you go there, you actually can go and check out the hotel a little bit and too and wander around. And it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and they have the event. It's out on the front lawn. I'll say the front lawn, I guess it would be. Because as you pull in off of the road that's there, that goes in front of it, because you got the road, the hotel, and then the ocean, uh, you pull in. Obviously, there's a security stand there. You got to show your tickets, then you go and park, which I must say is a little bit tight. Well, I got to take that back. Had to pay for parking to park that close. It was forty dollars to park right there, but it was worth it. I mean, because somewhere else was like thirty dollars, which is down the street. Or if you wanted to spend twenty, you still had to take a bus. So it was like, forget it. I'm just gonna spend the forty bucks and park right there. Screw it. You know, I didn't feel like having to do all that jazz. I'd rather just have my car right there. I like to have the ease of that. So, anyways, so you, when you get there, you obviously you're parking. You go and you set yourself up. Uh, and walk up and you go to the credentials table you know you sign in and get everything they give you they give you a couple of cool magazines they give you a bag a couple of little things like that and they had this gorgeous testarossa from the pan america um i forget i think it was 54 maybe 55 it was a, I don't know, it's black with rent of it. it's gorgeous look up some photos it had the big uh, pegasus horses you know the mobile pegasus horses on there uh so this thing's what everything was front and center uh then i was got a gate and you go in now for this year's theme they actually had, because this year is the 75th anniversary of Ferrari, they went and got a Ferrari from every single year that Ferrari's been building them. So there was tons of cars, but it was awesome to see because you could kind of see how it progressed and how Ferrari grew and how, you know, obviously things change and, you know, progress and things move forward and, you know, how much they, you know, advanced the car. And now one interesting thing was, is, you know, the motors, obviously, they just, they grew in size, but the same design was always through that was, you know, Columbo's V12 was very popular and used in many of the vehicles, but you know, going through, but it was interesting because right on the front there, because how it was set up, because there's like, a, I guess, a big veranda as I guess you'd call it. So they had that area right there where they had a few of the vehicles that were set up kind of at a, not to say circle, but kind of a circle, but more squared off. So I guess a square. Um, they had a uh, 250 GTO. They had the uh, Triposti three-seater Ferrari there, which was awesome. They had a couple 250 SWBs sitting up there because um, they had you know Ferrari Classic set up there also. You know, do the obviously restorations and that whatnot actually done by Ferrari and get your car Classic certified. If I'm saying that wrong, my apologies. So. But um, it was really cool setup though because you got you know great photos. And if you said if you go on the YouTube channel, you'll see a quick video I did of standing up there and kind of doing a quick circle around. Um, I was a little apprehensive about doing a lot more video there just because of who was around and whatnot. Because like I said, there was you know these these people that are there and have these vehicles, whatever. There's, they got you know there's some high net worth individuals there. So I really was didn't want to piss anyone off or have someone come around to me and say, yeah, I don't want to be on camera or whatnot. So I was kind of very very cautious in regards to all the video taking I wanted to do there. So, but anyways, 
And the whole area up top, upper level, I said they had these the gorgeous cars. They had that, you know, a Testarossa up there. They had the Treposti. They had a 250 GTO. But the coolest thing, I think, too, is the fact is because normally when you go to a lot of these, you know, car shows, maybe, you know, Mealy and I, what and that, you know, it, it depends on, you know, what, what the event is, is they have the cars roped off. So you only can get maybe within two feet, maybe three feet of the car. So you really can't get up close to it, maybe get some interior shots, whatnot. But this is what was awesome about this event is you could get right up to the car you could look in the windows and you know quite a few of them had the windows down some of them obviously were open tops um but you could get in there looking i you know like i said if you go into Insta- my good instagram account uh you'll see a ton of pictures from the event and you can see i got right up in there take try to take as many photos as i could of interior shots of these cars because that's kind of I, I really dig you know just you know the wooden steering rails the whole you know out the whole layout everything the dash just to get i mean you know, very analog, but very, very cool, as all of you know. So, but anyways, what you had to do, though, is after, you know, you go in that top level is they had the lawn, and I didn't know what the heck you'd call it, but, you know, it goes out then, you know, all the way up to the street, but, I mean, this is, like, far, you know, so, but you had to go down and around to go down to the next level to go to where the other car's at. Now, they had a cool little... I don't want to say vendors area, but, you know, some people had some booths set up. There's only about maybe six, seven people had some booths set up. Uh, Haggerty had a booth. Uh, the guys from the Piston Foundation, which is a really, really cool outfit. I've talked with these guys a few times. You know, um, if you don't know who they are, take a look, look them up. You know, what they're trying to do is obviously, you know, get kids into the automotive trades. Uh, but check them out. You know, they're great. I'm trying to work on a project with them here for next year in the Cleveland, an event that I'm putting together. Um, but anyways, you know, so they didn't really have much. They had something you know, with the art stuff like that, you know, photos and all that stuff. But anyways, so when you went around, you went around that. Ferrari themselves, the manufacturer themselves, actually had some of their new cars. They had a 296 sitting there. They had the uh, uh, SF90 and that stuff sitting there, So which was really, really cool to see. And I was really interested to see that 296, obviously, which is, uh, you know, the spiritual successor to the Dino. And it's, I, you know, you want to say it's, you know, obviously it's a tad smaller, um, you know, because I would say, you know, use that word entry level. But, you know, it is a, it's a tad smaller. But, I mean, it's not as small as you think it might be in regards to what they're trying to, you know, portray it as. So, but, you know, I didn't get a chance to sit in it. Um, obviously, I think the people that they were letting it sit, sit in it were individuals that had the wherewithal and the means to purchase one. So, and besides, I don't know how that's working right now. I know it's been, they're floating around at the dealers where they're doing, um, hey, meet and greets with the car and stuff like that. So I'm assuming they probably, I'm not sure when they're going to start deliveries on that. If anyone knows, hey, shoot me an email, william at the com. Let me know. I'd like to have a little more insight on that because uh, my closest deal around here is down in Columbus, which is about two hours away, but I'd love to be able to go and shoot some video on that and partake in that little endeavor so, but if anyone knows, hey, again, shoot me an email. It's William at theferrarimarketplace.com. And a little other plug, hey, go to the website, theferrarimarketplace.com. Um, my other, actually what I do is, you know, private client services for off-market Ferrari. So, but if you, hey, go there, check it out. And all the podcasts are posted there also, wherever, everywhere else that I haven't posted. But anyways, back to the event. So, you know, as you go past those, they kind of had those with their own, I guess, a lot of space to themselves because obviously it's Ferrari, so they have their own space. But as you walked out, what happened is now it started, they start progressing down, and it would go up. As you went down the line of cars, 
it would progress, you know, year, you know, your 50s, 60s, 70s. It worked its way up. And as you got a little farther down, it spread out to multiple rows. So, but it was really cool because there, I don't know if you guys are familiar with who knew John Fuchs is, but he's a super nice guy. And he had a couple of cars there, but he had this gorgeous 166mm there. Um, blue. Oh my God, this thing was gorgeous. Um, I actually got to speak with, he gets all his cars worked on and taken care of at Motion Products Incorporated up there in Wisconsin. Um, now, I'm not 100% sure if they just specialize in Ferrari, but I tell you what, they do gorgeous work. Uh, but I actually talked to the individual that repainted it, and it told me it took eight weeks to paint the car. Eight weeks. Now, I'm assuming that includes body work, everything like that, fin, sanding, whole nine yards, but you know, that 16mm is not a big car. So you got to look at that time and effort they put in that to actually have something take almost eight weeks to paint, you know. But like I said, it turned out gorgeous. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Again, pictures posted on the Instagram account. Go check it out. Look it up. And now I do a really crappy job of tagging these things and putting it. So trying to search for it might be a little difficult. So you might have to scroll through a bunch. But like I said, there's a ton of stuff on there you can scroll through with Ferrari related because, hey, that's what this channel and everything's all about and everything in the Ferrari marketplace. It's all about Ferrari. So makes it nice and simple, and trust me, you'll find everything in there you like. So if you can't find that one, hey, you're going to find other things you like. But anyways, so going down, this was awesome thing, though, about this event, too, was the fact is not only one GTO, not two, three GTOs they had there. And again, you could get right up on them. Like I said, the one that had his windows rolled down, so you could actually lean in, look at it, said, I got some great shots at it, but... I mean, I was so tempted to open the door to see if I could sit in it, but I figured, you know, I'd get shot. Um, but he says, so going down, you know, you start going to these really, you know, gorgeous, you know, the 1950s into the 60s cars, and you got the 250s, you got the GTOs, you know, you got the SWBs, you know, you got the 275s. I mean, it's it just, it's nonstop. I mean, your head's just spinning in regards to what you're seeing here because it's like, and you, you I mean, you walk right up to it, stand up to it and everything like that, and... Now, a lot of times, there weren't a lot of people, I want to say owners, you know, stand next to their cars. But what there was is, obviously, they say the caretakers, the people that do the service work or people handle these things, were the ones that actually stand by the car. It wasn't so much the owners. Now, now the one gentleman, as I mentioned, John Fuchs, he was actually standing by a couple of his cars because he had a couple there. And I said, super nice guy, super approachable. So if you're ever at an event and John is there, just go up and talk to him and introduce yourself. Super nice guy. He will talk you off. Like I said, awesome individual. You know, not pretentious in any way. So I highly recommend if you at an event and he's there, go up and talk to him. He'd be more than happy to talk to you. Now, because the other car he had there was actually a, a 512 um, a BBLM race car. They only raced once, and then it was just put away. For whatever reason, I don't know, but he owns the car. And, it's, and he uses and uses it a lot at events uh, now for all the historic and stuff like that. So uh, that thing was sweet. Again, more pictures are posted, everything on there, too. And then, obviously, as you get in the 70s and stuff like that, you're getting your 365 and stuff like that. Now, there was a car, and, and I will admit, I know people aren't very fond of them, but, and this just goes in the 80s, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of the 400 and the 412. Um, I guess you say two-door sedan, two-door coupe, whatever you want to call it. Uh, something about them. I don't know. I just think I just dig them. Um, I know the manuals are pretty rare, but I know somewhere down the line, if I can make it happen, I want to get my hands on a 412 five-speed um, and tool that thing around. I think they're pretty cool. But anyways, you know, then as you start getting into the F4s, there were multiple F4s. There's an F40 LM there um, that was super cool. Uh, obviously, you start getting the Testarossa. Now, there's a couple, you know, uh, Testarossa and 512s there um, that were some very unique colors. I mean, something that I, I guess say super unique. 
and again check out the photos and i don't know it's almost like a i want to say teal turquoise type teal and again i'm not up on okay with all the colors and again i probably know what the colors i've seen what it is and read it but my memory is not what it used to be so i'm trying to remember this and stuff and tell you guys i just can't do it sorry um but if it does come to me hey i'll post it on the site or post it somewhere and let you guys know but i say go check out the photos post it there uh, that is awesome, cool, Enzo. Uh, one of only two, I was told. This was from the Ke- not say, uh, Kevin Kogan collection. He has a son there, Connor. Again, Connor, super nice dude, Connor was. Um, but he had, this, he had this gorgeous yellow Enzo Ferrari. And it was one of only two that actually had the Enzo Ferrari script of Enzo's signature on the back. It's really cool. So look at the photo. It's really neat how, they, how it's done. Um, so I guess it's one of only two that they did it from the factory that way. Uh, but what was funny is because the way this car was parked, it was kind of on a slight incline. He took the fire extinguisher from the car and put it under the rear wheel. Just a little more security that the car doesn't roll away. I had a little laugh with uh, Connor about that and thought that was rather humorous. So, But then, um, you know, there's some other cars. I had a great conversation with this doctor that actually owned a uh, three. It was a, uh, a 330 GTC 2 Plus 2. And he has owned it for it was like 30 plus years maybe almost 40 years something like that just on a side note he also had this fucking gorgeous alpha that he owns uh from brand new uh i believe it's the 1600 um that was gorgeous he was showing me pictures but i talked to this guy for a while super nice guy you know and works on stuff and just loves the car and just and he drives it you know it's a driver's car you know um he says might not go win any events maybe a preservation event but I'll tell you what, but again, super nice guy. Talked to so one of the few owners that were actually standing by the cars, and, and but you know, let's strike up the conversation. But anyways, I said go check out the photos. Uh, I said the event is fantastic. I highly recommend it if you get the opportunity. Go to the Cavalino Classic. It's well worth it. And if you can figure out a way to go to the other events on the other days, I highly recommend doing that. And let me know how because I'd love to participate and join. Because I already, I'm already got my plans for next year and. My plan is next year is to uh, hang out down in Florida for, oh, I don't know, maybe a month or so because you have the Cavalino, then you have like a event in Naples or the Miami one. Uh, and then, you know, if you wait long enough and you go, it's like, yeah, it takes, you guys stay there for about a month. But you hit all those and then you got Amelia Island. Of course, that's way up north in Florida, so that's a bit of a drive. So, hey, if you can figure it out, you figure it out, right? But anyways... That's about what I want to talk about today. Like I said, we got coming up. I know I, I was instead of doing the next one was probably going to be about the 296, but that kind of got all screwy, so um, I'm trying to work on that. So I'm hopefully going to have that here soon, but I'm sure I'm going to have some other stuff here, podcasts, posts here coming up in this coming week. Uh, I got a lot of other things I want to talk about, but like I said, I'm headed out to that event in California in Los Angeles at the Peterson uh, for the weekend. They said you got that event, and there's a you know a Ferrari event that the Southwest Ferrari's owner club's putting on. They're kind of putting on almost all of us, but on Sunday morning they're doing something too. And I'm gonna hit up. There's actually a Cars and Coffee in Malibu, uh, at Malibu Beach Park or something like that. That's at like 6:30 in the morning that on that sun this Sunday too coming up. So I'm gonna hit that first, then go to the other event that's uh, at the Peterson. So I'm gonna get a lot of pictures and stuff like that, a lot of videos. So I'll get those. I'll post it up. And then after that, the following weekend, I'm trying to get down to Amelia. I'm trying to talk my old man into just jumping in the car and going for a drive. It's about 12 hours. sitting up in northern Ohio here. I'm by Cleveland. Um, so, but I think I might have him in it. He's debating. See, he didn't come out and say no, but I said, I'm like, what else he got to do? These guys retired. So we can just drive down there and hang out and get a lot more photos and videos and whatnot. But again, I don't know if you ever look at prices and tickets to go to these events, but it ain't cheap. I'll tell you that. 
Um, but down there, what's cool is not only have the concourse, they have all these other events that go around around it. A lot of the uh, auction houses and everything like that. So I want to kind of keep abreast of what's going on in the auction world too. Because coming up in subsequent podcasts and this, we're going to talk about the market and see what's going on, cars that are gone, what's gone through auctions lately, uh, where things are at price wise, whatnot, um, and just see how things are progressing and where they're headed. Because obviously, there's a ton of people that buy these as an investment value, but a lot of people also buy them to drive, which I'm in the boat where I'm looking when I want to drive one. So, but anyways, I just wanted to pass it along by again. Check out all the uh, social media, you know, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, all over the place. Uh, YouTube, just look up the Ferrari Marketplace. And it's always important. Hey, if you got any ideas, hey, or if you'd like to get on the show and let's talk some more. I'd love to have another person partake in this um, on these podcasts. And we can pick a topic. We'll talk about it and just have some banter going on, answer some questions. Just shoot me an email, william at theferrarimarketplace.com, and let's talk. And again, as I said, I'm not the, the foremost person here on Ferrari. I just, I'm a very passionate fan. Love it. I always have. Uh, like I said, I'm looking in the market to get one. So like I said, hey, let's just have this talk and see where we can take this, right? But anyways, hey, shoot me an email. If you want to participate, participate, William at the FerrariMarketplace.com. Hey, guys, I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening and download. Uh, it means a lot. And I appreciate the support. And talk to you soon. Later. Thanks. This episode has been brought to you by Grand Touring Motorsports as part of our Motoring Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, tune in each week for more exciting and educational content from organizations like the Exotic Car Marketplace, the Motoring Historian, Brake Fix, and many others. If you'd like to support Grand Touring Motorsports and the Motoring Podcast Network, sign up for one of our many sponsorship tiers at www.patreon.com forward slash GT Motorsports. Please note that the content, opinions, and materials presented and expressed in this episode are those of its creator, and this episode has been published with their consent. If you have any inquiries about this program, please contact the creators of this episode via email or social media, as mentioned in the episode.